Hello, this is Revox Your Life with your host, Dr. Sophia Edwards Bennett, aka Dr. E.B. First, allow me to extend well wishes to you and your family for this new year, 2021 and beyond. Today, I'd like to speak on the topic, a mutation of the mind. Allow me to first define certain terms within the title. What is a mutation? A mutation is a change, an alteration, a modification, a distortion of a thing such that the shape, the size, or the function is changed permanently. The mind, of course, is the center of our thoughts, conceptualizations, perspectives, our ideas, and of course it harbors our fears our hopes and dreams. Now, in formal medicine, the amygdala is considered that center for those emotions and fears. But on a human level that we can actually sense, this is all really in our minds. There is a correlation between the word mutation and my cancer patients. You see, a mutation is the growth unabated, unmanaged, unchecked growth of cells within the organ in which the cancer presents itself. That is to say that those cells are not obeying the cell cycle protocol. So in simple terms, the cells are not yielding on yellow or stopping on red. So the green light remains unchecked, thus the cancer or tumor. Now, there is a question that is usually posed at some point in our lives, either posed by us or directed toward us. And that is, what would you do if this was your last day? And it is usually a question that invokes a certain response regardless of whom it is directed to or who poses the question the response is always that there is at least one action one thing that we would change, that we would do differently, that we would say differently, that 
we would somehow transmute. And so the question then is, why don't we? And I think we all know the answer to that question is that we assume that we do have time. Even though we know that life is not guaranteed, tomorrow is not guaranteed, that's a cliche, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, and yet we never seem to change what we profess we would need to change if we knew this was our last day on earth. We make plans instead for the future. We have a five-year plan. We have a 10-year plan. We have a three scores and 10 plan. That is 70 years, according to the Bible. But you see, my cancer patients do not have that luxury. They did, they thought the same way most of us do, that life was guaranteed. They did not wake up in the morning ever thinking about the possibility of an ominous end or hearing about a diagnosis that could be considered terminal. The same way most of us do not. We wake up in the morning and if we're honest, sometimes the thought of leaving this earth at any point in that 24-hour period does not enter our mind. And this is not to support living in fear. This is just a fact. My cancer patients were there once, but not now. Not now because they've had to face their mortality. They've had to wake up every day through treatment knowing exactly where they would be at any given time four hours of chemotherapy, then radiation, and then the scans thereafter. And follow-up appointments where they're holding their breath, waiting for the doctor to explain the results, to inform them if the tumor has recurred, or there is residual disease, or there is suspicion of regrowth or recurrence. So this thought, this haunting, knowing feeling of their mortality is real. It's at the forefront of their minds. It's not embedded deep. It's literally at the superficial level every single day that is likely one of the top 10 
thoughts on their minds each day. But there is some perquisite. There's something else that occurs with my patients that I have noticed. You see, when I see them and follow up, there is a spark. I can see it in their eyes and it's a spark of knowing. It's that sense of awareness of that moment. It's that appreciation of the air they breathe, of every breath they take. It's that waking up in the morning and being thankful for the break of dawn. It's that I love the smell of roses and the blossoming in the spring. It's that I appreciate the brown, red brown, rusty brown leaves on the ground in the middle of fall. Gratitude for life itself. It's that I am present. I am not just living in a cyclical fashion 24-7 just walking, running on the wheel every day, the same from zero to 360, zero, 360. No, that is not what my patients do. And after repeated discussions with my patients. I have learned that lesson from them too. And what I've realized is that their minds have been transformed. You see, that mutation of the cell that caused the cancer growth led them on a path escorted them through the series of adversities to a mutation of the mind. They have been transformed. Thus the title, Mutation of the Mind. So let me ask you that question again. Because you see, we've all had that bitter taste, that pungent scent we can smell in the air, that ominous tone, that dyspepsia that COVID-19 pandemic inflicted upon us, the devastating loss, the grief, the pain, the uncertainty. Collectively, we have faced that. Intimately, my patients have experienced that personal 
ever-present uncertainty. And for those patients who were undergoing cancer treatment during COVID, you can imagine that that fear was layered, laced, embroidered, tightly wound, tightly wound in threads of anxiety. But they walked and lived and smell the roses nonetheless because of that mutation of the mind, that transformation. Again, I am not proposing living in fear, but there is a difference between living in fear and the infinite knowledge of a finite life. So, what is your answer to that question? What would you do if today was your last day? I propose that you think very deeply before you answer that question. Because you see, your actions, your decision is likely your purpose or your calling if you're not already practicing such. And we tend to think that our purpose is this great monstrosity, this, this indescribable phenomenon that is going to affect the entire globe. And yes, it could be that. But what if you answering that call, that haunting feeling of gut sensation of just knowing that there is a path after the intersection that is the right one to follow. What if that obedience to that path, what if that actually breaks the yoke of your child's life? What, what if it is the path that changes the trajectory of your family's life? You see, it could be more personal than just affecting the world. Then what?
What would you do then? Do you feel that urgency? Because there is a gravitational force. I don't know if you sense it. But there is a momentum that calls for an acceleration. And that time is now. It's time for a mutation of the mind. This has been Revoxa Life. Thank you for listening.